Welcome to Dave and Paul Talk Professional Websites. This week, you've only got Dave, and I'm uh, joined by my special guest, Andrew Laws, and we're going to talk about internet marketing. Yes, we are. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good, Andrew. How are you? I'm okay. It's, it's, I'm enjoying the sunshine and when there's not sunshine and everything in between. Look at, looking yes. on the bright side, even when there's no sun. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the sunshine, but looking forward to I've got a big bike ride coming up. Um, so cool. I don't want too much sun because that will. Uh, it's, it's better if it's ever so slightly cloudy, but not rain, which is what we normally get in the summer when we're cycling. No, I, I, I'm a cyclist as well, and I know that we could quite happily talk about cycling for the whole of this podcast, which should, I think would entertain us. Yes, <laughs> and, I'm yeah, not sure and, what your audience wants. <laughs> no, absolutely, and a different audience. So, uh, getting back to the script, so we are going to talk about internet marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what I think would be useful is if you could explain what what internet marketing actually is and what internet marketing isn't, if if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we use the phrase internet marketing or digital marketing to sort of explain a large number of marketing methods and channels that we can use to promote a business. I mean, in reality, all marketing is digital or internet marketing. The, the, there's no longer such a differentiation between internet marketing and what used to be called offline marketing. Yeah, yeah. But we, we, use, we use the phrase internet marketing or digital marketing as kind of a, a hook to hang our coats on. It's, it's because that's what people look for, essentially. And it's, it's a way, it's a, good, it's a good keyword to kind of search Google for and find lots of interesting information. Yes. Sure. So in summary, internet marketing is a way of increasing the reach of your business uh, message. It's a very efficient way of finding lots of new business. What it's not often is a shortcut. Yeah. So one of the things we, we tell everyone when we start working with them is that in order for internet marketing to work well, you kind of have to have your house in order already. So 20 years ago, when internet marketing was a brand new thing, a lot of companies would start and they'd kind of throw, throw stuff at the wall to see what stuck and figure out all the business details later. And this may have worked for Amazon and it may have worked for a lot of the other big brands that you've heard of. But the reality is now no one's going to be impressed just because you have a website or just because you're on social media or just because you know how to email. Those days are long, long, long gone. So internet marketing is great for getting your message out, getting new business. It's not going to work if you don't already have a real business to drive people towards. Yeah, no, sure. So uh, what kind of channels um, should people be thinking about? Well, we could play a game of uh, internet marketing bingo here because <laughs> there's a long, long list of, of channels. When I say channel, it's just a thing. Yeah, uh, We also yeah. call them pla- platforms sometimes. So I'm going to kind of whiz you through a list here. We have, I tell you what, I'm going to start with email marketing. Oh, oh, email marketing. So, yes, thank you. We... We have a, another special with a, a MailChimp specialist uh, later in the season. So uh, look out for that one. Brilliant. So love MailChimp. Um, so email marketing, we have SEO, which is a big one. That stands for search optim... Opt- Dear me, I should know how to say it. I've been doing it for long enough. <laughs> search engine optimization. So essentially, if somebody sits down at google.com and searches for something that you sell... SEO helps them find you ahead of your competitors or you know, find you first, essentially. So that's SEO. 
Next, we have social media or social networking. So that's your LinkedIn, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram. The, the list is endless. I was going to include MySpace then, but I thought I'd leave it out. Um, we also have... <laughs> I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll put the date of release date about 10 years ago. <laughs> there you go. So they're, they're, they're really the, the big ones. And below that, we have lots of other kind of methods and channels and bits of software we use that, that break it down into to many more smaller chunks. Yeah. Another big one's paid advertising. So that's Google ads, Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beyond, beyond that, we get into CRM, which I try and avoid acronyms, but unfortunately in this business, it's, it's, it's almost impossible sometimes. CRM is conversion rate optimization. And what that means is, right, great. You've got a website, brilliant. People are visiting it. Brilliant. How many people are buying stuff? How many people are doing things that you want them to do? If it's not enough, we look at your website and we figure out why that is. It's also right. UX usability. We also have surveying, which is a bit of an old fashioned sounding thing, but just a survey sometimes can be one of the greatest things that you can do to, to build your market, um, especially because we can do it on websites now. So that, that's how it becomes a part of internet marketing. We also have um fast chat let's call it that so it's a method of speaking to people very quickly if they're not quite sure if they want to speak to you sometimes so i'll give you an yeah. example of that if you ever been on a website and someone's happy little face pops up and says hi how can we help yes yes i've definitely that's done that, that. Yeah, yeah yeah uh it well, on some websites that's my happy little face that pops up so that, that's another method. I think we could sum it up as internet marketing is, is paid advertising, it's SEO, it's email marketing, and then everything below that are, are parts of the machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so obviously uh, some channels are more appropriate for some businesses. So if you have a, a business or you're trying to reach people at a more personal level, then Facebook's probably better. Um, if you're trying to, and, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm, I'm not the expert. Um, and if you are trying to get through to businesses or just a, a much, much wider audience and things like Google are, are more appropriate, is that is that roughly right? I, we, we break it down and look at it from a slightly different angle. Where does your audience hang out? So right. all good businesses have identified who their ideal customer is. And as a part of that, you need to identify where they hang out. For some businesses like say wedding photographers, Facebook might be great. I have a client who sells uh, bagels, mail order. His audience is absolutely on Facebook. That's where yep. the people are who are going to get excited about bagels. Whereas if you are a business who sells, say, parts of industrial machinery, you'll find that although the people who will buy it might spend time on Facebook, that's not really where they hang out. That's not where they sit down with their business buying mind on and yep. look yeah, yeah. up. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah so if it's business to business it's different to business to consumer because business to consumer is more likely to be facebook very very broadly speaking yes yes yeah yeah just <laughs> make, i'm a very simple human being just making sure i, I actually understand no it's, it's, it's absolutely true and we would say that business to business uh, let's say linkedin would be a good place to be for that but increasingly linkedin is becoming more personal Yes. And there are now businesses doing well selling what we may have seen as business to consumer products, so your bagels and whatever. There's there's now an opportunity to to make progress for your business on LinkedIn for that. Yes. Because 
it's worth remembering that internet marketing isn't set in stone. It doesn't move as fast as some people think, but what might work, you know, whatever date you're listening to this podcast, so I'm directly approaching your, your, uh, your listeners here, which seems kind of slightly rude for some reason. Um, <laughs> if, if you're listening to this and you're, you're making notes going, right, bagels, LinkedIn, definitely. Yep, I'm selling bagels. I shall vlog them on LinkedIn. That might be fine now in six months to a year's time the world will have evolved and it may no, may no longer be the best yeah. way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But I would argue that any business that knows their consumers will kind of naturally roll with those changes anyway. And will yeah. naturally know that the world has moved on. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So um, obviously having things like Google Analytics set up, et cetera, is incredibly useful because then you've got some way of gauging what's, what's working, what's not working on your site. Absolutely. And this goes back to my initial point that although we call it internet marketing, it's all based on solid marketing theory that's been around for many, well, probably hundreds of years. So yes, Google Analytics is important if you're selling through your website, because not everyone needs a website these days. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in, in old fashioned marketing terms, it's the testing and measuring. So there's no point in marketing anything if you don't know how to measure the result that you're going to get. Yes. And again, I don't keep stepping back in time to 20 years ago, but the method for internet marketing back then was just to splurge money at things and hope for the best. And sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. And that was where the real challenge in this industry was back then. We're sort of trying to very vaguely figure out what worked. So yep. now we have lots of free tools like Google Analytics. Now, just, just to be clear, Google Analytics is a free service and it's basically something you, you attach to your website very easily, very, very, very free. Yeah. Um, and it tells you how many people have been to your website. It tells you which pages they've looked at. It tells you where in the world they are. It might tell you what hobbies they have. Yeah. It will tell you how they've spent it. Honestly, this list goes on and on and yeah, on. Yeah. It's, um, it's a bit overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we talked about that in our, the, the last episode uh, about Google Analytics. Because we, we last episode, we were talking about um, who your users are. Mm -hmm. So it's not been launched yet. Well, well, it would have been launched by the time this one's been launched, obviously. Um, so we were talking about who users were, and Google Analytics is fantastic for, for finding that out, um, how, how they're using your site, where they're coming from, all that kind of stuff, which is also good, for obviously, for internet marketing. Absolutely. So, yeah. So uh, for our, our listeners, um, what, what, what are the top things they – they should do that they can do themselves because not everyone wants to actually approach someone who's been doing it for as long as you sometimes people just want some quick wins they can do themselves what, what give me three things that you think that they could do themselves right three things that anyone can do for themselves and i'm a firm believer that believer that, that nothing in internet marketing is witchcraft some things might be more complex than others but you can do everything yourself um depending on time with some things the first thing to do is run a good business. Internet marketing isn't going to help you at all if you're not already a profitable business or, you know, or a startup that has good planning. Yeah. It's not going to help you if you're not keeping your customers or clients happy. It's not going to help you if you just want to use it to make more money. So the, the yeah. number one thing is basically do good stuff. Be, yes. be, a, be a good business. Look after yeah, yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, because what people forget is that you can do the internet marketing but it very quickly gets offline and it's about what the humans do with that data. So, we're all, so if you've got leads, 
and then you do nothing with them, then your internet marketing isn't working because you haven't done anything with them. So, you no, know, people need to remember that it, there's a crossover in, in that sphere. Absolutely. Internet marketing will bring more people to your, your door, whether that's your website or your bricks and mortar actual front door. If you, if you don't look after them once they've arrived or if you don't have methods in place to, to manage your leads... Um, we talk about phrases like funnels, which I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that, that no, phrase. No, 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 no. But once people get to you, what do you do? You know, what are you going to do with them? This, this pops up quite often with paid advertising because with paid advertising, you can spend thousands of pounds and you will get thousands of people to your, your website, almost regardless of skill or, or savvy or anything. But if none of those people are the right people, and if yeah. you don't look after them, it's you're just wasting your money. So yeah, the first one is absolutely be good. Yes. <laughs> Do good yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, what what I would add on to the end of be good is be consistent. That's the only thing I'd add on to the end of that is if you do it, you have to keep doing it, and you have to keep being consistent. Don't try it for four weeks. Go that hasn't worked. Move on to something else. You know, oh, you have you have absolutely. to keep plowing on. Absolutely, internet marketing is fast. But it's not so fast that you can try things one day and decide it's it's worked or it's failed. If we compare it to, you know, old-fashioned marketing, as it were. So in the 1920s, yeah. <laughs> might as well go back 100 years. <laughs> if you had a product and you wanted to tell people about your product, you'd put adverts, say, in a newspaper. Yeah. And that newspaper would come out and it would take a few days for people to get around to making an inquiry or anything like that. But that newspaper advert wouldn't turn your business around. It wouldn't make you millions of pounds. You had to be consistent with the number of adverts you came out and keep your message in your marketing consistent. Yeah, and it absolutely. would potentially take you know six months or so to figure out if you were doing something that connected with your audience and motivated them to buy something. We can condense that down. Probably, I wouldn't condense it down any more than probably a few weeks, yeah. to be honest, but with internet marketing, but with, with paid um, advertising especially we can run campaigns for two or three weeks and see if they connect and tweak them so it's faster but you, you've still got to have something good there yes it, it, yeah 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 people aren't impressed in fact probably probably people are far less impressed with bells and whistles and shiny objects now than they ever have been i think that the buying public whether you're business to consumer or business to business is more skeptical and more educated and more aware of seeking flaws in a company's message than they ever have been in the past. Because yeah. everyone's getting a lot more information much faster, so we're all filtering much quicker. Sorry, yeah, going off yeah, yeah. a tangent a bit there. But no, 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 that's fine. That's fine. You hear upon something that, that's a, a, a pet, you know, a pet love of mine or hate, depending on how uh, Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so just to recap, tip one was? Do good stuff. Do good stuff. Excellent. Uh, second tip? Second tip is be consistent with your message, which I think, to be honest, we probably covered fairly well with tip yeah, number I'm, one. I'm sorry. I, pre I massively preempted you. That was really rude of me. <laughs> no, it's just, just a sign you know what you're talking about, I think, David. Um, but that that's absolutely key. Although we do test messages, and when I talk about messages, I'm talking about paid advertising. I'm talking about the articles you write for your website and magazines or or other people's websites. I'm talking about paid advertising. Basically, anything you to do with you do to do with marketing, your message has to be consistent. Because if people don't understand the personality of your business 
and especially what you can offer them and why they should choose you. Yeah. Then you're kind of on a hiding to nothing anyway. And this, this comes up fairly often in my world. I, not just me, I, I know because um, in digital marketing, we're all very matey with each other. We're, none of us are particularly competitive. So we all talk to each other. And it's quite a, a common thing, for example, that a client will contact me or one of my peers and say, we need a new website. And the first question we ask is why? And they say, because the other website's been there a long time. And we say, well, does it tell people what you want to? Can they achieve what they need to from it? Oh, yeah, it's very successful. It's just old. We say, well, other than it perhaps looking a bit outdated, you probably don't need a new website because that breaks the consistency. And as a business owner or someone who's been marketing the same brand or business for a long time, it might feel old to you. But 70, 80% of the people who bump into your brand or become aware of you, it's brand new to them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's not old hat to them at all. Absolutely. Yeah. As a really quick aside, we get that when we have clients and it takes a long time for them to sign the site off which can happen and there's a number of different reasons why sometimes a change of priority etc and the problem is is the longer they look at it they they think they're finding things that need that need changing whereas in reality they're just used to looking at it which is exactly <laughs> what you said and yeah, so you know, we've made changes just because they're bored of looking at it before it's gone live it, no, it has yeah it yeah yeah Yes. It, it really does. And with regards to that, one of the opportunities that internet marketing gives us is the ability to adapt and change. I know I said we've got to be consistent, but you do have the ability to adapt and change according to how your audience is reacting to whatever you are doing, yeah. whether that's your website, your paid advertising, or, or whatever. So we use this weird phrase MVP in, in internet marketing, which is minimally viable product which yeah, yeah. is us saying that you just need to get, sometimes you've just got to get something out there yes. because if you have a six month or a year long development process for any marketing you're doing, no one's seeing your message for any of that time. And I don't think any business has the luxury of being able to keep their message secret for a long time. Not that doesn't sure. make money. That, that doesn't get you anywhere. So get it as good as you can launch and learn. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We use Minimavog product for websites as well. Um, yeah, because they're, you know, a lot of time they have a very tight launch time, so we use that as well. Um, so excellent. So be consistent. The the only thing I'd add on top of that in terms of consistency is ensure that if you have got some kind of marketing stream, so you're doing an advert and it takes you to a landing page, make sure that there's consistency between the layout and the content in one with the other, so that users can clearly see they've actually come to the right place. You know, so even if it's just a graphic you use, use it on both of them so people don't think they've landed at the wrong place. Uh, it's, it's quite straightforward, but it, people do miss that. It's it's another classic example of the, putting this word internet in front of marketing yeah. um, doesn't change that much because it's it's just good branding. And again, yeah. this, this uh, over here, <laughs> the people I work with, uh, several of us like reading really old marketing books. And I mean, going back to, I got one a couple of years ago, it's pre-First World War. Oh, and wow. one of the reasons we read these very, very old marketing books is because when you read them, it reminds you that nothing's really changed. They'll talk about consistency and branding. They'll talk about things like, um, to sort of bring it into context with, with 
your consistency between the advert and the landing page, they'll say things like, you know, when when your sales reps go out, you know, say you're selling like pharmaceuticals, when they go out to the chemists, make sure they use the phrases which are aligned with your company. Make yeah. sure their business card has the right logo on it for your company. These are all for you and I, David, I think it's probably really straightforward. <laughs> but it's still it's still one of those very easy, quick wins that a lot of people miss out on they'll establish a presence on linkedin a website social media wherever but won't keep that consistent with for example the look and feel of their email signature yeah 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 Yeah. there aren't massive projects that you've got to get an agency and millions on it's just hey does does we use the same one of the first things we look at with with a lot of new clients is we make sure they use the same logo on social media their website and yeah, else yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the the problem for a lot of people, and I can totally understand how, why this happens, is if they're smallish organisations, where actually delivering for clients is the imperative thing. You, they can have so many different channels that actually trying to keep them all up to date can actually be a headache and a bit of a logistical nightmare in itself. No, because they've got their LinkedIn, they've got the company LinkedIn, the other staff might have LinkedIn, they've got their Facebook, they've got da da da. Now all of this and unlike marketing before the internet, when it was a business card and some packaging that you could tangibly see, there's so many different things they need to try and stay on top of and keep consistent. That I, I can see how it happens, but it's it's a must must do, I agree with you. It is, and it it speaks to something else which I'm a big fan of as well, and it's trying to keep things simple. With with internet marketing, there's a real shiny object syndrome where because we're an evolving, you know, a constantly evolving sphere, a method, a a business thing, there's always the latest, greatest thing coming out. And it can be incredibly tempting, especially as a business owner. If you're doing LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, and you're doing paid advertising on Google, and you're writing articles for other people's websites, and you're doing email marketing, and you're working on SEO to bring more people to your website, that can become too much to try and do. Just to simplify it in in one channel, one method, a lot of people spread themselves a bit thin on social media. We talked earlier about going to where your audience is. And I think part of the issue is there's a lot of experts like like us, all with their own message. So if you're a business owner and you spend a lot of time on Facebook trying to develop your audience there, then you go to a talk or listen to a podcast or read a book that says LinkedIn's where it's at. You then go, right, well, we've got to do LinkedIn. That's absolutely what we've got to do. We don't want to miss an opportunity. And then some new bit of software or something, you know, some new channel. I don't want to say YouTube. It's been about for years. But some new thing will come yeah. about. Like, like Snapchat coming out of two, three years ago. I mean, yeah, that's got to be the most recent one. Yeah, because, oh, we've absolutely got to be there. We've got to be there. And what you end up doing is none of those things very well. Yes, absolutely. So, Couldn't so agree more. T- testing is fine. Fig- you know, test each one if you want. I mean, one of the things that we do kind of recommend people do as a quick win and as a bit of a safety net is you can do a land grab. So when a new a new thing, a new shiny object comes out, especially if it's a social media thing. Sure, go ahead, register your brand name just to get it, just that it's yours, so that it's yep. your, you know, your thing. It doesn't mean you've got to do something with it. I mean, one of the things that a business owner asked me a few weeks ago, 
oh, we've got this Facebook account, but no one's updated it for, I think it was seven years. And wow. we, and we, wor- we were worried about it. And I had a look. I said, no one's going to find that. You know, it's Facebook. No, no internet marketing is so potent that you, you, you create a small thing and magically thousands of people find it. But, you know, so, so just a land grab, even if it's you find a new, say Twitter was brand new today. Yeah. And as a very quick win, five minutes, go register an account. And even if you just put up one post that just says, hi, um, you know, for the latest information, we recommend you go to our website or just something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like yeah rather absolutely. than just being dead. Because ultimately that that can look better. If somebody does stumble across it, that can look better than saying, hey, we're on Twitter, we're really excited about it. And then there's no posts for like the next five years. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You're probably best just keeping it empty. To be yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you make promises you can't keep and that reflects on your business. Because people will always assume how your website, and I say this about websites, how your website looks, you know, if you don't update your social media, etc., um, that does make potential customers think, well, that's what they are all like all of the time. Mm. You know, that yeah. it's, a, it's an absolute reflection of the business. It is. And as I said, users, sorry, users, human beings are more savvy now than they've ever been. They, yes. One of the things that, that we, we sometimes tell people is you can't make apologies for your website in person. So a classic thing would be if, if I go and see a business owner and I say, look, you know, this part of your website concerns me, why is it this week? Oh, that's because Jan, who does it, has been on maternity leave for nine months and, you know, it'll come back up to date when she comes back from maternity yeah, leave for or, sure. or, or, or whatever. And I always say, yeah, but the thousands of people visiting your website each month don't have you stood there making that explanation. They're going to make a decision that you're not keeping things up to date. So either yeah. bin it, or, or find another way of doing it. So I'm getting, I don't, I'm not normally this harsh. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I'm being sort of a bit judged, a bit judgmental. It's, my, it's my influence. You, you, my keep influence. Tri- you keep triggering me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't mean to do that, Andrew. <laughs> I like, he's a lovely guy. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Um, okay. So, you, <laughs> so the second tip is be consistent. Mm-hmm. So yeah. t- tip number three, last one. Okay. Last tip is, tell google what you're doing okay so explain right so google knows what you're doing kind of but they have a lot of things to keep an eye on so for example if you do update your website every day and put up a brilliant new article on your website every day there's a fairly good chance google knows about that already but if you just put up one article that's fantastic once every three months on your website which is equally valid you know, we, we're not just creating noise with websites here. Yeah, It's equally valid. There's less a chance that Google's going to know about it straight away. And we want Google to know about what we're doing so they can yeah. tell other people, essentially. So this is a fairly easy thing to fix. This is just one example of telling Google what you're doing. And you can fix that by signing up for another free Google product. We talked about analytics earlier. Another free Google product is Google Search Console. Right. Now, there's, there's been a bit of mystery and a bit of fear around Google Search Console for a while. It used to be called Google Webmaster Tools. And people don't, I think, really understand what it is and therefore might avoid getting, you know, being a part of it. Google Search Console is, think of it like this, it's like an interface between you and Google. So to, go, to go, stick with a scenario of publishing articles, 
if you register your website for free with Google Search Console, there's a little part in there where you can give Google Search Console something called your sitemap. Right. And almost all websites have a sitemap. If you are using WordPress, which a lot of the web is, you just type forward slash feed at the end of your web address and it will show you. Sorry, um, no, that's your RSS feed. <laughs> I confused myself and oh dear. Um, yeah, so most websites have a sitemap. There's yep. various ways to find out fairly easy where your sitemap is. Yeah, yeah. And that's just saying to Google, Google, can you keep an eye on this part of our site? Because that's where we'll automatically tell you what's new. So another important aspect of Google Search Console is Google giving you messages. Right. So Google constantly keep an eye on your website. They, they like to see websites that work, which shouldn't be a massive surprise, hopefully. No. But the problem with deciding if your own website works or not is that you're seeing it as a human. You're not seeing it as Google, as the Google spider, as, as their little bit of code that whizzes around the web assessing everything. And the spider can spot things that the human eye can't. And quite often, they're quite tiny little technical things that are very, very easy to fix. So if you register your website for free with Google Search Console and they spot something they don't understand, they'll tell you. Right, uh, okay. A good example is if you put an image on your website that's teeny-weeny by accident and yep. you don't really notice, Google will say, that image isn't going to work on mobiles. And it gives you the opportunity to go fix it. Yeah, A sure. lot of the time, it's, it's fairly straightforward. So Google Search Console, that's probably the easiest, fastest way to make sure Google knows what you're doing. And unless you get some of these reports from Google saying they don't understand something, it's almost entirely fit and forget. You do it right, once. Okay. You know, if you finish your sandwich early and you've got 20 minutes of your lunch break left, get your site on Google Search Console. It's, it's, it's a, you, you might never need to go and look at it again, but it's yeah. worth having there. Yeah, yeah, yes. And, and obviously it gives you a little checklist of, as you said, and I think it's brilliant. It gives you a little checklist of things that they'd recommend you change and update. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Google, a preconception probably years ago with Google is that they were the enemy to internet marketing. They're absolutely not. Google, it, it's in Google's favor as much as it is in our favor to have the web full of websites that are clear, easy to understand, authoritative, yeah. and what's important for SEO, and that just work. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you remember, I know we're we're roughly the same age, but you know, I was first on the interwebs in I don't know 1996, and, and it didn't work that well. Roughly the same. No, it didn't. So. Yeah, it didn't. Especially nice. searching for things on Hotbot or AltaVista or whatever, it was a bit hit and miss whether you found a website that a was genuine and wasn't just full of yeah, yeah. But don't viruses. forget when we started, Andrew, there were only three websites. It was never that hard. No, no, SEO was a very different game back then. Um, but yeah, so it, it's it's not only Google that have made the web a better place. There's lots and lots of other people. But by opening this conduit between you and Google through Search Console, it, it declares to them almost that you're a part of this thing that wants to make the web a better place. Yeah. So it's absolutely, it's not selling out to them. It's not being cowtailed by by Google, it's just being a part of the program almost. And yeah. it's absolutely worth doing because Google will show your, your website to more people yeah. through yeah, yeah, all, yeah. all the different Google things. Yes. Now, the, the, the next relatively easy thing, I think it's very easy actually, 
is connecting your business to Google My Business, okay, which is a, another free service. Um, I don't like to dwell too much on Google things being free because they do make a lot of money out of these free products. But Google My Business, especially if you have a bricks and mortar presence. So if you are um, a shop, a restaurant, chiropractors, I'm not going to list them all, then you absolutely need to register your business with Google My Business so that you can tell Google very simple things about your business. Now, when you search for anything or any business online, you sometimes see a little box pop up on the top right-hand corner. I'm wildly gesticulating here, and I know this is a podcast. Now, that information, your spot displays information. Sorry, that box displays information about a business. Yeah. Now, crucially, it can show, just for one example, whether that business is open or not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, We've all done that. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my wife, if we're going to go to a pub or a restaurant, she'll check it to see what time they open. And we've all become a bit comfortable with assuming that Google knows enough about the world to know whether places are open or not. But they kind of guess at a lot of this information. So if you want to ensure that the information displayed to the public in this knowledge box, it's called Knowledge Graph, is accurate, you must go to business.google.com and register your business. I'm going to give you an example of how it can go badly wrong. I used to have, um, my business was in, it was a converted chicken shed in a place in Suffolk called East Burghall. And we, we moved to another building in Ipswich. So, you know, sort of, I guess, 10 miles down the road. And I ordered something off eBay a couple of years ago. And I was wondering why it hadn't arrived. So I went through all the tracking details and it had been delivered to my old business address. Right. So I thought, okay. okay yeah. well, I wonder who's, that's not my own fault. You know, good, my business isn't going to help me you know, fail to put in the correct delivery address. So I looked up the address on Google, you know, figure out who's there now. And the name of the business popped up and underneath it, underneath the name of the business on the Google knowledge graph, it said permanently closed in red letters. And I thought, oh, well, where's my parcel? So I got in my car and I drove to my old premises, expecting to find my parcel. I think it was bike related, probably, but find my parcel under a hedge. Of course, under a hedge or just blowing around the car park or something. When I arrived there, there was a what appeared to be a thriving business at that location, at my old business location. So I went in, I said, hi, you've got my parcel. And they were very nice. And they said, yes, here you go. And I got all excited because it was a bit of a bike. And I said to them, look, you're not, you don't appear to be registered Google My Business. And I said, I've got no interest about that. And I said, look, well, when people search for the name of your business, Google's telling you you've gone out of business. They're saying you're permanently closed. Yeah. They're saying, well, how do we fix that? So you've just got to go to business.google.com. And as a part of the sign-up process, they'll say, are you open? And you say, yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. We haven't got time for internet marketing. We're not interested in that. And it, it, it bewilders me. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Even, if, even with an established brand, yeah, yeah. Google, I don't, I don't like oh, well, kind of talking about internet marketing with fear, but Google could be telling people you're shut. Yeah, yeah. They weren't web developers, were they? No, they weren't. I can't remember what they did. I think it was something to do with transport or something. Oh, okay, like yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a very a good way of showing of, of showing people that actually it's very very important. It is important um, because yeah, uh, they frequently I'll Google something 
And I, I've just taken it as read that what the opening hours they've got there are accurate. Yeah. And, you, and you're right, they may not be. They, yeah, that's very good. The only thing I would add on top is there's a thing called Core Web Vitals, which is to do with speed load, uh, speed loading not- speed for your website. Um, and that Google have, if you just Google it, obviously, uh, there is a, 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 it comes out of a bar. You can just check how fast your site is. And, and all they're trying to do is speed up uh, loading time and consistency to make the internet a faster place for everyone um, and get rid of really heavy animations and stuff like that. Which So, yeah, that's the only thing I would add on top. There's, there's once you, I've only sort of really just lightly grazed ac- across kind of the benefits of, of both Google Search Console and my Google My Business. But when you dig a little bit deeper, there's lots of ways that Google will help you improve the number of people coming to your website. I mean, Google My Business gives you the opportunity now to post updates, right. which is a really good way of, of telling Google when you've got new content. Um, you can show people virtual tours inside your business, which is a really good idea um, for just for people feeling okay with you, but also we've used it with clients so that to make sure their premises are kind of um, autism friendly to a certain extent. If certain yeah. people can go, it would anxious people can go and look around before they go. There's so many things that you can do on both. So that that's the number three is two things, but they yeah. both account for the same, which is tell Google what you're doing yeah no, that that's brilliant um as ever andrew this has been an awesome chat it's all i love talking to you it's always good um so yeah thank you and the final thing my final request of you um top tip drum roll for the top tip not sure if you can hear that so yeah <laughs> tell tell google what you're doing i think it's important enough to mention again Excellent. there's the top tip tell Excellent. google what you're doing Okay, brilliant. It's, as, thank you, Andrew. And uh, a little bit about you. How will people find you? Ah, right. You can find me at andrewlaws.com, which is my digital marketing and SEO agency. And you can also find me at internetmarketingforhumans.com, which just so happens to also be the name of my podcast. That's um, brilliant. <laughs> okay. Um, and if, uh, if you're not sure how to get in touch with Andrew, get in touch with me and I'll put you in touch with Andrew. So, thank you very much, David. No worries. Um, so, thank you very much, Andrew, and I'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye. This has been a Foghorn production presented by David Horn and Paul Fogg from Keyhorn Limited. We hope you like the sound of this. Feel free to subscribe and tell your friends. We'd love more listeners. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can visit our website at keyhorn.co.uk. That's K E H O I N E. We hope to you come back soon and enjoy more podcasts. Thank you. Bye.